looking forward to becoming a mother one day. According to evolution, that should be my main goal in life, procreation. But the options regarding my pregnancy will be vastly different in the future. Today, you can control where and sometimes when you give birth. But soon, we will be able to not only know, but choose the child we give birth to. I'm Allison Klon, here with the changing landscape of genetic technology on May 7th, 2019, in Lodi, Wisconsin. It's a topic that has stood the test of time within literature, science fiction, TV, and is slowly becoming more and more feasible. That's right, genetic engineering. We all hopefully know about GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, but what if those organisms were not just plants, but us, humans? We have evidence of genetically engineering of adult humans. According to Dr. Vincent Kelly from Trinity College, the Department of Immunology and Biochemistry, the genetic alterations of the future will resolve around CRISPR, or clustered, regularly interspaced, short palindromic repeats. That's a mouthful and sounds way too complex at first, but here's how it works. The discovery of CRISPR, according to the Broad Institute, was in observing bacteriophages or viruses. They carry their genetic information into a host and recreate their DNA sequences, thus creating more viruses, further populating the host. The element that gets us to CRISPR is how the bacteriophages cut the host DNA. This is essentially what the purpose of CRISPR is. It can comb through the genome and find its specific programmed section and cut it only at that spot. This is helpful because the sections cut can be very precise and target specific genes. And this is all that CRISPR is. A common misconception is that CRISPR alone can fix faulty genes. But the the CRISPR technology can only cut the DNA, not fix it. To correct the genome, the DNA sequence that matches the hole in the DNA must be added. Now just imagine, books and books of the human-coded genome. We have this information today. The entire genome, every single base pair. With this specific of a solution, it cuts most of the guesswork out of uncertainty when using gene therapy. This type of technology can be performed where all good business ideas stem from. That's right, your garage. You can use CRISPR in your own garage. Josiah Ziner, former NASA employee and self-proclaimed biohacker, has evidence of self-inflicted genome modification. He added a glowing jellyfish gene into his arm. The result? Not a radioactive glow, but a glow nonetheless. In a more medical application, gene therapy is being used to correct sickle cell anemia, restoring sight, and many other genetic diseases. Like I mentioned before, this type of treatment carries less risk than others, as it is specifically targeted and can alter every genome in in every cell of the patient. In essence, the patients heal themselves. Since this technology can be used in adult humans, and we know that the totality of the human genome is, what about embryos? What if the genetic modification occurred before genetic disease took place? What if we could alter the genome of an unborn baby at the four cell level? instead of the organism scale. As these ideas become more and more reality than science fiction, 
Marcy Darvinovsky, director of the Center for Genetics and Society, explains the ethical implications of bringing these technologies to the open market. She says the overarching concern is that economic disparity that would be created. If genetically altering embryos gave those children an advantage physically and therefore mentally within society, could that decrease or increase discrimination? With the fact aside, it is also critical to understand the price of gene-altering embryos. Since the price point is very high, only the wealthy would be able to afford the treatment, potentially only awarding genetic advantages to the economically stable. This would evidently only widen the field of discrimination, not solve it. The next issue comes from the CBS News article by Tatiana Morales. Despite the article being written in 2002, it is a great reminder of the vitro technology we already have. Specifically discussed is the idea of choosing your child's gender. Driven by gender discrimination, parents could choose to bring a girl or a boy child into the world, depending on their stance on gender prosperity and equality. As the future gets closer and we become parents ourselves, will we still just be hoping to have a healthy child, or will we be choosing one? What effects economically, socially, politically, and ethically could messing with evolution play? Thank you for listening today. That was Exploring the Future with Alison Klon.